Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Hi. So, here we are, almost 10 years in. Uh, we've done a few pieces looking at uh, the various players involved in growing Irish Tech News, and then we've done some reflections on insights that we've gained along the way. So this is another one uh, just to dig into some of the things that have helped us grow over the last 10 years. Um, and I guess even that concept, and we've done some, some of the pieces that did really well would be things like how to write a press release, please. And I think we we use some funny pictures and we use humour, but to try and make other, to help other people to make it easier for us to help them, if you follow that, um, we, we produced a guide just so that we weren't getting bamboozled with boring stuff because obviously the more interesting the content we get from the people we work with then the more interesting it is for the readers so uh, therefore sharing that while in theory your competitors could could steal your ideas and do the same on the other hand if you create good content and other people value it then they're going to share it and then I guess the challenge is is for others to create content as good as yours and for us equally to keep seeing what other people do and do well Um, I remember once I was in a lift in Singapore and I was chatting with BuzzFeed and uh, one of the guys from there was explaining that their titles are generated by algorithms. Uh, I think this was all kind of off the record, but the idea was was that, um, uh, you know, as you all know, if you stick a word into Google, Google begins to predict and complete your sentence. So therefore, they were they were in the business of creating set of sentences, titles for their stories, and then the writer would be told to write about it based upon what was deemed to be the most uh, almost clickbait, really, I guess, in terms of titling. And this is an interesting one, because if, if, if you go too far down that road, you're just writing clickbait, you know, um, Monty Don bites his dog or something, you know, like something to grab attention. And obviously, if you don't actually have any story about that, then you have and uh, no one likes that feeling of uh, clicking on a title for a story and then re- reading the story and realizing it has no relationship at all to what the title alluded it to. So therefore, you know, that sucks. Now, on the other hand, um, and we'll have a series of interns in, they'll often do titles sent to us by press companies that are so boring that unless you were the mother of the person featured, I really would struggle to see why you would read it. And therefore, you must have an interesting title. You must provoke curiosity or interest. And that's that's not a difficult principle to apply because if you look at yourself and what do you choose to read? What do I choose to read when I look at the other sites? Currently, some of my, my go-to sites at the moment for information would be CNN, Guardian, BBC, uh, RTE a little bit. Um, and therefore, which titles do we click on? Why do we click on them? You know, like it's it's basically the ones that are, well, I guess for me, uh, will we'll, we'll give me an insight into something that I don't know much about already. Um or sound interesting and I guess sometimes if you're reading for entertainment you know then you, you know I'll, I'll read the uh, the football gossip stuff in, on the BBC just to see who might go where um, so therefore the titling is important and plays a significant role and particularly too because there's a lot out there there's a lot of noise but there's a lot of good content and therefore if one is titled more interesting than another it's it's pretty It'd be a surprising for you not to choose the one with a better title. So therefore, you know, even from titles downward, it's important to think about the aspects of what you do and how you create the content. Um, I guess related to that was a thing that I wanted to talk about, which was templates. And um, 
you you will start to find that during like i mean when when things are crazy you might get you know 100 emails a day sometimes more and so so very quickly you want to be able to respond uh, quickly and efficiently to what's coming into you to assess is this a story is this something i want to use if i like it and i want to use it well what do i need to make it usable um and and therefore quite quickly the the range of things that come to you starts to get fairly categorizable um and therefore there are certain responses that you can then fire back to progress it you know i mean i guess and and while this while this initially felt rude things that just don't work you you just don't reply to because even the act of saying no if you've got 100 emails and you're and you're actively saying no to 20 or 30 is you know you can already see where that's going um so that i guess it's it was interesting to work out that even doing nothing sometimes is a smart and strategic action to do without being rude you know and i guess that's another thing in all the correspondence you're all you're always polite and therefore because obviously tone is so hard to read between text whatsapp and email that if at least you top and tail it with something that is civil and polite, then it's one less way that they can misunderstand your your intent, which is not to be rude, but just to be uh, effective in terms of whether this is something that will work between you and them. So therefore, templates become pretty useful and pretty interesting. And on one hand, I assume that everyone does it, but but sometimes if you tell people and they don't, then that's why I guess I'm discussing it. And so over time, what's begun to happen is, is you've begun to realize that there are certain, most, many, 80% of the emails you get fall into a certain range of responses. So I have a Google Doc. It, it runs to about 10 pages and I will edit and rework it depending on what is uh still relevant for me and what becomes less relevant because things evolve over time and i think it's important even with templates to keep looking at them to see are they communicating the most effective way what you'd like to say um so so within that you know um things get tweaked uh consideration the template has been really useful because then uh i guess apart from the ones we discussed where you saying nothing is the correct response you move on to the other ones and and with the template you then go and slice and dice from the template the relevant response to deal with usually maybe another 70% of what's come in. So then you're only having to actually write unique original content and thought from your brain on maybe 10% of the email. So those are the interesting ones, you know, where a new proposition has come in. And actually, even a lot of propositions that come in are still quite categorizable as, as well. So that, you know, yep, that sounds good, but that sounds like a featured content that we charge for. If you want to progress this, this is what you need to do. And that you know that works and then even we've you know we've 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 templated that that aspect of the process too so this all is really good because some people some people are tire kickers that deal with us some people don't really even know what they want themselves and therefore you and then back in the day you take the call and you might have a half an hour rambling phone call from somebody who's sort of repeating the point three times and and that's a half an hour you don't get back so you know again without being rude or wanting to be rude you realize that it makes sense to to kind of template what you do because then if if you can channel it to the point where where this either it's either green light for go or this isn't happening and you've done that via a series of quick emails rather than half an hour calls with people who who are actually thinking aloud as they talk to you uh well the clear winner is yourself really i would feel you know i mean and you know i just don't see the value in speaking to people who are not very focused about what they want um and 
Uh, I don't think that's too harsh. I think I think I think you need to value your own time and be smart with what you do, um, and then leave it to other people to recognise that you're willing to help. But this is what you need from them, and the templates have been a fantastically helpful way to do that. And then even with the interviews, um, well, I guess for our interviews we do event profiles and previews, and we have a template to preview the events. So obviously if, if, if you are assiduously following what we do, um, you'll see it's the same questions every time. But obviously every event is different. So therefore it's the, the, the remit there is for the person working with us to make their own event as interesting and unique as possible. And in many ways, that's always the case. If you're doing an event, you're always, you know, like, like the guy at the front of the circus trying to pull people in. Um, so, so therefore, we're ho- we're aiming just to tap into the same thing that they need to do, which is to say why you should come to my event rather than someone else's event. And and obviously, six months into this whole new paradigm of COVID, Corona, online digital events, um, I'm still not completely convinced of the value of all of the events. But for everybody who ran events up until February, let's say. You just ran physical events and then they suddenly had to work out, well, what do we do now? Now that it's gone digital, now it's gone online. So there were online events before that, whereas now there I'm going to say you would have thought all events were online. But I do see some events are happening physically and I scratch my head and wonder what's the proposition in going to that right now when so many other things are still uncertain. So so events are not dead, but I would find it hard to try and convince people to go. And it's certainly not something I'd be advocating for anytime soon. Uh, I'm not really sure 100% of the value of doing that yet in terms of, you know, you could catch something that doesn't have a cure. So, I mean, you know, how many times do you want to shake the dice on that one? So anyway, so with online events... They're here and we have them uh, and some some are better value than others. So therefore, that's very much up to you as the event organiser to, to to show why your one offers value in a way that maybe someone else's doesn't. So so our template uh, means that because they'll say, oh, well, look, I'll give you a call and I'll tell you about it. It's like, well, you know, dispassionately, I don't really specifically need to know. Like I'm giving you the, uh, the, the platform to, to reach a wider audience to say why your event is interesting but you don't need to convince me personally I'm only the conduit here and therefore here's the template and and again you know that's that's quite seamless it's quite painless if they choose to reply we do it and if they don't get back to us then then that's their choice you know and therefore that's no more time lost for me and I guess the thing with this is is that it's all trying to use time well and one of the reasons for this in a big picture way is the concept of the long tail so long tail is where with Amazon uh, back in the day you know say if it's WH Smith uh, which was a bookshop in England you would stock the top 10 the top 100 books and you would just sell them and that's where you'd make your money therefore if you wanted the guy to fly fishing a difficult niche you'd go to a rare books bookseller you know so Amazon realized that you could there's a business model where you sell everything and anything to everybody and you might sell one to five copies of you know that Polish sci-fi writer from the 1970s uh but if you if your catalogue is broad enough and wide enough, then that long tail of lots of little bits overall add up to a sale. And similarly, what we have with uh, our traffic and how people uh, how how we gain traffic to the site is is every day, every week, every month, the top ten, the top hundred articles will be the newest, the freshest, the ones that came out today, the ones that came out this week, the one that came out this month. You, you get it. But then you have an interesting thing where sometimes 50 to 60 percent of the total views for traffic for the site 
could be articles that were published one month to one year to five years ago. Um, because a bit like the Amazon algorithm, if you like this, you might like that. Uh, the website is serving up other related content based on what the story that first brought you to the site. But also, too, uh, as as every story is a unique URL, uh, every story is uniquely findable depending on what someone has searched online. And therefore, if you have, again, this goes to good titling. So a lot of this is, you know, mutually supportive and works together. If you've got good titles and you've got good, interesting stories that are evergreen, then this this will bring traffic to your site and this will bring people to come and read stories that you may not have written now. But if we interview, like like some of our great interviews, like Margaret Atwood or Biz Stone, who founded Twitter, um, if you're looking up these people, you're just going to find the interview. It probably almost always now on page one of Google because we, we've done the smart stuff at the back end to make sure it, it, it ranks correctly for the relevant content. Um, so that way, people are coming based upon the quality of their search and the results that are, we're serving up for them or are being delivered that show us. Um, so... So therefore, the more articles you have, the longer your tail is and the more ways you can be found. And some of those may only bring in one, two, 10, 20, 50 views per day or per month, but it all builds up. And, and equally coming in on Margaret Atwood, you know, may leave you to then look at other people that we have also interviewed uh, in a similar genre, maybe future dystopias and things like that. Or, I mean, she, she's actually a bit of a, a tech. Um, she would say she's not an innovator, but she supports innovative technology. So therefore, that might take you to something else. As we all do, you know, like I might read one piece on CNN about US politics. I don't know if that's masochism. Um but from that, I'll then see what else is maybe related and interested while I'm there. So it makes sense to, to, to be in that space in the way that, you know, you keep eyeballs on the page. Um, so so long tail is a smart concept to be aware of. And the templating enables you to create some pieces that are never going to be blockbusters, but are maybe relevant um, <clears throat> if you're thinking about going to an event. Generally, if you're thinking of buying something, if you're thinking of doing something, you might Google it to have some research. And so if we can pop up as an event preview with somebody specifically asking all the questions you'd need to know, because obviously it's like the what, when, how, why, when's it on, what's it going to be, what's the value proposition? Um, th those, are, those are the things we're asking. So you'd imagine that may people may find that helpful. And so that, that all works together, <coughs> which um, is smart. And with 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 the less amount of time that we spend doing that relative to the content we create enables us to create more articles. <clears throat> so I guess with these things, if you if you can if you can punch efficiently and effectively and above your weight, then it means that um, you know we may not have the marketing reach of an un Irish print media in terms of the legacy audience they have. But if we're smart and strategic and nimble online, then we, we begin to match them. We, we rank similarly on, on Google for certain topics and stories because of the other things we've done. So th these are the ways that I guess you look at what you have and what you don't have and you work to maximize the advantage uh, in the areas that you have it. And then another thing that we found uh, cool, great, fascinating, cool and really useful. I think I said cool twice there, so we have to be careful, um, is that podcast is definitely something that we've thought of for a while we've done it for a while and now we're doing it more so and then because because all of our text is automatically turned to audio uh, we're starting to get in the situation where any one piece that we create uh, becomes a consumable piece of content in a few v formats and places uh, so currently uh, 
like this will be put on podcast uh this this podcast will be put on soundcloud uh from that that will then be mirrored over to itunes and spotify for example so that's that's already one to three then uh we, we give it some time on soundcloud and and then we bring it over as an article to irish tech news so that creates uh, a fourth location you know and we explain here's a bit of context and then that means it gets included in the pipe in the podcast email digest so i guess that's the fourth and fifth piece of con fourth and fifth place where the content is but then also what happens is is that we also have a a cool plugin that turns any text articles on the site into audio on another itunes site so already that's the sixth place so that means that for every for every piece like we do we do like this that's already six different places and that's just the ones that i'm aware of because uh my business partner is busy thinking of other places that it can be mirrored up to as well um so we recently uh did a commissioned piece to promote help with cape clear to help promote looking for new families to live on the island and and so we so i so i totted it up and so we did maybe 13 podcasts and some summaries and in effect you could demonstrably show that that was 73 different articles um based upon those 13 pieces of content so that's that i thought that was fantastic that you know you're making your content work harder for you and and that that seems smart and a no no brainer so again like a long tail like tom templates the things that you can do to get the maximum value out out of the content you create will only help to raise your profile and bring more people to come and notice what you do so there you go i hope you enjoyed that and i have some different things i'd like to talk to you about uh, in due course thank you very much We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.